means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 16th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. On Tuesday's show, we'll continue our special coverage of the 34th Africa Cup of Nations Football Tournament, or AFCON, in Ivory Coast. It's the fourth day of competition at the African Football Showpiece. In results Monday, defending AFCON champion Senegal beat Gambia 3-0. Cameroon and Guinea drew one all. And Algeria and Angola also drew one all. Joining us now from the Ivorian commercial capital of Abidjan is VOA's Muckbill Yabaro. Sporty AFCON greetings, Muckbill. Sporty AFCON greetings, Sonny. The Lions of Taranga from Senegal. They're bidding for a second consecutive AFCON trophy, Muckbill, and, and they get off to a very good start beating Gambia. 3-0 on Monday. Your thoughts? Sonny, um, I'm glad you came to this one first. To me, this is the most dominating performance uh, thus far. Uh, Senegal has shown exactly why they are the defending champions. Uh, the level that they showed against Gambia was, man, it, it was unbelievable. They were playing and clicking on all cylinders. The young man, Lamine Kamara, is on fire. Two high-quality goals, Sonny. Um, and if he can keep this up or, or get a couple more goals in, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be on everyone's target list. It's beautiful when you can see uh, somebody come out and, you know, utilize the moment, right? We always talk about the moment, and he, he came out um, with it, so... I'm excited to see what it is that he does. At the moment, he plays for uh, League One Club Mets, um, which is, you know, decent team. But, you know, for League One, for the most part, folks usually target and talk about the PSGs, uh, the Marseilles, the Lyons. But um, I'm pretty sure if he can keep this up uh, throughout the tournament, he'll be making a big move to a bigger, more well-known club um, very soon. And with that brace, Muckbill, uh, Kamara moves to the top of the goal-scoring charts at AFCON. I know we're early, but uh, I know uh, before the tournament, Sadio Mane, the inspirational captain for Senegal, said there were up to a dozen teams that could win the trophy uh, at the African football showpiece. But Muckbill, this really, they kind of maybe set themselves apart with this opening game performance Talking about the Senegalese? I would say uh, you're absolutely right. Simply because of the teams that we expected uh, to perform well and dominate in their opening matches, um, no one has done it quite like Senegal. Um, Ivory Coast had a, a, an excellent opening ceremony game as well against Guinea-Bissau where they won 2-0. But even in moments for, for Ivory Coast, I saw that they could have scored more. They could have been more efficient. Uh, so Senegal showed us why they are the defending champions, and uh, they've come out to play. Now, I'm very excited to see, uh, you know, when Morocco gets their chance to play tomorrow, uh, what they'll do uh, coming off of the most impressive 
uh, African team at the uh, World Cup. So, uh, yeah, I'll be excited to see that. The Atlas Lions of Morocco, Mukbil, they'll be going up against uh, the lone East African representative, the Taifa Stars from Tanzania. And Mukbil, uh, here at our VOA headquarters, I will let you know the Taifa Stars, they do have some supporters, including none other than Sunday Shamari. He's been waving that Taifa Stars flag very high the past couple days. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Sunday, we know that he is a Taifa star to the end. Uh, this is nothing, this is nothing new. Um, but Sonny, the interesting thing about this tournament has been, you know, already been quite some shockers, you know, some, some shocking games already. Nigeria Equatorial Guinea, 1-1, was not expected. Uh, you know, uh, Egypt Mozambique, 2-2 with Mozambique leading going into the 90th minute and it was if it wasn't for a you know accidental you know late minute mistake by uh, a, a, a Mozambican a defender Mo Salah doesn't have an opportunity to get that penalty to 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 end the end the game in a draw you're not expecting Egypt to do that Ghana versus Cape Verde not expecting Cape Verde to win uh 2-1 so what I'm saying is this has already turned out to be a an AFCON where there's no longer that usual, hey, this is the dominating force and coming in and just running it up. The the teams that are quote unquote supposed to be the bigger teams with the past history need to really step up and understand that it's no longer about the past. It's about the present. Muckbill in Monday's other AFCON matches, Cameroon and Guinea drew one all, and we had that same one all score line between Algeria and Angola. Onana, the Manchester United goalkeeper, did not play for Cameroon in that match, Muckbill. Uh, what impact did his absence have on the Indomitable Lions? Yes, Sonny, I, I definitely feel like uh, he would be the biggest name uh, on that Cameroonian team this year. Uh, if we remember and recall uh, during the uh, last World Cup in Qatar, um, coach and manager uh, Rigobert Song and uh, Onana had their tiffs and uh, ended up causing Onana to be released from the team and leave early. Uh, with that being said, um, I believe Samuel Eto'o, uh, the president, uh, the, uh, football federation president of Cameroon, um, tried to, you know, salvage their relationship and make it work, uh, and try to get them both back on the same page. And now I'm not sure whether or not, uh, it's still that feeling of not wanting to work with this coach or manager or really just being fearful about potentially losing his position as the number one goalie for his club team since his club has not really been performing all that well. If he would were to come to AFCON and miss anywhere between five to six, five to eight games, I believe, potentially if Cameron were able to make it all the way to the, to the big dance, um, you know, that may give the uh, United uh, goalkeeper just enough time to really showcase uh, their level of skill and may push him out in turn um, and lose his number one spot. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things going on with Onana. But 
they definitely could have used him in goal yesterday. Muckbill, uh, as I mentioned, Algeria and Angola drew one all. Uh, Algeria uh, picked by some as a dark horse candidate for the AFCON trophy. What did you think of that match? I, I think the match was was a really good match, uh, just from the perspective of uh, Angola really showcasing that you know they they really are here. It's it's not so much about uh, like we said the bigger teams just kind of running it up. If we just look at the stats, possession-wise, Algeria had a lot more ball possession, but it really didn't make for much on the shots on target. There's only three shots on target for uh, Algeria, uh, but one shot on target for Angola, and their one shot on target um, was not their goal because they ended up getting their goal uh, off of PK. Um, But other than that, pass accuracy and all, it it was relatively decent. I say that the only upside to Algeria was they had 14 corners to two corners, um, but weren't really able to make much of those opportunities either. So, you know, they do have a a lot of high quality players on both sides, but you would think, you know, with uh, Riyad Mahrez and and, and the likes that, you know, they would be more fluid on the wing, uh, but maybe they're just kind of just refiguring things out. Algeria, uh, Algeria did not, uh, perform that well in their World Cup qualifiers either while still getting wins they weren't really you know uh, the type of wins that you would expect them to get so maybe the next couple of games they might get into more of a flow finally Muck Bill I did see your interview uh, I should say interviews plural with members of the U.S. delegation uh, at AFCON including uh, Lisa Leslie uh, I know she's been retired a while, Muck Bill, but uh, so impressive, especially uh, how much it means for her to be in Ivory Coast. I believe it's the sincerity of the people. Um, I, I think I've, I've always really loved people and just the connection of being here and the kindness and uh, the idea that um, everywhere you look, you know, you see people that look like you. We don't experience that in a lot of states, even, um, you know, being in the United States. So it's just a really beautiful thing that you see from the ambassador who looks like us, who's in power and has an amazing position here to be a, of influence and to bring us here. Um, and just from from her to the people at the front desk at the hotel and just um, the gentleman who picked us up from the airport and just everyone that we've seen being in these different positions of power and having just um, a beautiful country full of people, uh, I think has probably been the biggest impact. I also loved our experience on the way to the arena and passing all of the children on the side cheering and just People cheering on one accord is one of the reasons why I play sports. So I just I just am a people lover, and I enjoy um, having this opportunity of being here and felt very, very connected, which clearly made me a little more emotional than I expected. Maybe some thoughts about Lisa Leslie, Muck Bill. Yeah, uh, absolutely, Sonny. I, I think uh, simply just from an accolade standpoint, uh, Lisa Leslie is probably the most impressive uh woman basketball star um in american history i think i, I think i can say that um she's yeah really, i think really, she has i think she has four four olympic gold medals to yeah, her name so she's right up there you can kind of put her resume up there with anybody's in it it'll hold um but outside of that 
you know, just her telling her story uh, when we were listening to her uh, at the U.S. Embassy when she was talking at the Changemakers Day event. Uh, she's just really a, an empathetic person who r really has a great story and just wants to give back. You know, she she mentioned she's had the luxury of so many things afforded to her through the prism of basketball, right? Because she said, you know, basketball is my profession, but I am so much more than a basketball player. And she wants to assist the world. Um, primarily, she said, coming back to underdeveloped uh, countries and, and assisting on the continent. Uh, so she's really excited about this opportunity now being a part of this U.S. delegation um, and being able to help, uh, you know, kind of push the envelope with um, sports uh, and not only sports, but uh, she said mainly uh, women and young girls sports. Uh, she's very interested in those things and, and tech and, and development on the continent in general. So it was, it was great, great, great hearing from not only Lisa, uh, but Chine and Crystal Dunn as well. Uh, all three of them uh, amazing, amazing uh, women. VOA's Mukbil Yabaro speaking with us from Abidjan and the 34th Africa Cup of Nations football tournament. Thank you, Mukbil. Thanks, Sonny. Hey, folks, I'm Mukbil Yabaro, and I have some electrifying news for you. AFCON 2023 is here, and I'll be at Ivory Coast covering all things AFCON for VOA Africa. We'll have exciting coverage on radio, TV, and all of our digital platforms. Make sure you check out VOAAfrica.com for AFCON updates. Stay locked right here on VOA Africa. the sunny side of sports on facebook x formerly known as twitter and at voaafrica.com my facebook address is facebook.com forward slash voa sunny my x formerly known as twitter handle is at voa sunny sports and if you go to voaafrica.com, you can listen online to the sunny side of sports, as well as past episodes. Check out voaafrica.com for lots of Africa news. For world news, go to voanews.com. Africa Cup of Nations football news on the sunny side of sports. As Muckbill and I talked about, Morocco will meet Tanzania Wednesday in the first AFCON match for both teams in Ivory Coast. The game will be played in San Pedro in southwestern Ivory Coast. 
Our friend in Kampala, Magume Davis Rakawinch, says the Taifa stars of Tanzania will be big underdogs. Sporty AFCON greetings, Magume. Sporty AFCON greetings to Tusani and our listeners. The Taifa stars begin the AFCON campaign against tournament favorites Morocco, not some fans have termed as Bibirico in two quotes, David versus Goliath contest. Tanzania football analyst Muzei Malim says he's looking forward to a spirited and attaining Wednesday encounter between North African giants and the lone East African representatives at this year's AFCON. Malim says the Taifa Stars coach, the Algerian Adele Amlushi, is capable of upsetting the Moroccans. He knows a lot about our side of football in our African side and the Arab side of African football as well, by him being a former uh, defensive midfielder playing in his country, Algeria. Uh, so that will help us to know a lot about Morocco. I know we played against them uh, not long ago, and I was at that game watching, which was very impressive, to be honest. We lost 2-0, but reasonable. I'm expecting our team to get to the group stage. Data signs are backed by years of experience at major international tournaments, including the 2022 World Cup, where they became the first African nation to reach the World Cup semi-finals. Again, Morocco's experience at AFCON spans for more than half a century, having the first shot in 1972 and eventually winning it in 1976. Morocco coach Walid Ragragui has world-class players to choose from, including Paris Saint-Germain defender Ashlaf Hakimi, West Ham United's Naif Agued in defense, alongside you think the player Roman Saiz, who plays for Saudi Arabia Pro League Al Shabab FC, and the other stars like Manchester United's Sofian Amrabat, Marseille's attacking midfielder Azdin Ona, Gartasrai's Hakim Ziek, and Bayern Leverkusen's session winger Amin Adli. After successful World Cup campaign, combative midfielder Roman Saiz has said the least his country can get is playing at this year's AFCON finals. Tanzania also face Zambia and the other Congo and the other Group F games. Fan and football analyst Faith Mapoli says these are must wins for the East Africans. Uh, Congo and Zambia, uh, one of our colleagues in uh, that Group F, uh, we have to take something from it. Uh, as we can see, Morocco is a very good team, uh, but these two teams, I think we have to do something. And, after, and from there, uh, I think it's time that uh, we should we should show the world we should show uh, african football that we are capable of doing something uh, seeing tanzania participating in this afcon 2023 for me uh, as a fan i think it's a time that uh, we should prosper uh, to other stages and see th- and see how are we going to do about it the tefa stars team has also a blend of both experienced and young pool of players expected to shine at this year's afcon Captain Mbwana Samata, who plays for Pauk FC in Greece, will lead the team. And there will be England-based new youngsters Ben Anthony Starkey and Hadj Sulaiman Monoga, as well as players from top local clubs Simba and Young Africans, who all feature in Africa's CAF club competitions. Taifa Stars midfielder Charles Momba plays for Australian A-League club Makakatha. Momba says himself and teammates are well aware of the tough task ahead of them. The tournament uh, is um, difficult. We've got a lot of uh, difficult competition in our group. You know, very big teams, uh, 
but we are ready. We are ready for anyone. We are ready to take anyone, and uh, we are trying to win the competition like any team. So we're ready. Taifa Stars right back Haji Munoga, who plays for Adasho Town with the 5th Division Tia, the English League, says it's a dream to don the Taifa Stars jersey and present Tanzania at this year's Afcon. We get a lot of training and a lot of time spending together. So I think it's going well, and I think everyone's really looking forward to the African Cup of Nations. Um, it's been my dream since I was young. Uh, I used to watch the football on TV with my dad, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm happy to be here, happy to be achieving my dreams and uh, to keep pushing on. Uh, I think the squad's very good. I think we're in a very good place. Yeah, we've been training really well, really hard. Fan Ismail Tano is cautious and optimistic. I don't think our squad is enough for us to compete for the trophy. Our, uh, our squad recruits uh, huge talents and new talents, and we have some of the the, the, the talents that we, we've used for, for, for a long period of time. I mean, uh, players like Samata and Suva, these are players that we have used for a long period of time. They are good players. But I don't think so if they are, they are good and are able to compete for us to believe that the Tefa Stars will lift the trophy. For me, if Tefa Stars will lift the trophy, it should be uh, a wonders to me. Another fan, Maru Asha, says she believes the Tefa Stars have come of age and are capable of beating Africa's biggest football shots. Our squad uh, is very complete because we have our Tanzanian finest, uh, Ali Mbwana Samata. We have other, star, other stars from our group. We have Morocco, Zambia, and DRC Congo. The only one which is threaten, threatening us, but we are not afraid of them, uh, is only Morocco because we can see Morocco, uh, when we see them in a FIFA rank, they are in a high position uh, compared to us, but we are not afraid of them. Yes, Tanzania versus Morocco, uh, they should get prepared because we are going to beat them up. AFCON 2023, it's ours. Yes, Munki Bariki Tanzania and God bless Tanzania. For the Sunday side of sports, I am Mugume, Davis Rokarinji Kampala, Uganda. This week on Straight Talk Africa. Houthi militants attack commercial vessels in Red Sea, threatening vital shipping routes. The U.S. and Britain retaliate with airstrikes on Houthi military targets. How will this affect the global economy? Join me, Vincent McCory, for an in-depth discussion on the next Straight Talk Africa, Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. I'm Sonny Young, broadcasting to you from Studio 22 at our Voice of America headquarters in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to the sunny side of sports. Pro boxing, Anthony Joshua and Francis Ngannou held a news conference in London Monday to promote their March 8th non-title heavyweight bout in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. The big Cameroonian Ngannou lost a controversial split decision to Tyson Fury last October in Riyadh in his pro boxing debut. In London, Ngannou acknowledged he's just a beginner in the sport. I've been sitting here listening to people talking and uh, even Eddie praising me, which I appreciate that. But uh, in the same time, at the same time, I'm not sure if he's honest or if he wants just just want to get me sleep on his guy, which 
that's not going to happen. I'm just a beginner out here that's going to go, that's going to train really hard and do everything and come as an underdog to win the fight. So I don't take that as a reference and think that I get this done and think that I get everything. You know, I'm, I know exactly where I, where I am at. I'm just a beginner and uh, I'm definitely going to come up better and um, yes, get better and better. So that's my, um, that's how I see things. And how does former world heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua see things? I won't say too much, but he brings two arms, a body, like every other fighter does. But it's just his mind that's different to everyone. Everyone has their own unique, like, they're unique in their own way. But in terms of the frame and the makeup of someone, I've, he's seen people like me. I've seen people like him many a times before. But it's just his mind that I'd have to conquer in the ring. You have to take someone's soul. You have to take their spirit. And I'm looking forward to the challenge for sure. Um, and that's it, really. It's going to be good. It's going to be explosive. Got many ways to skin a cat. Um, I can counter punch. He can counter punch. We can both box, as he's proven himself to. And we can both trade. And uh, it was going to be a good, good fight. And uh, shout out to his excellency as well. My promoter. My whole team, 258, for getting me in this position to showcase why I'm the top heavyweight in the UK. And I'm not really too concerned about the world. I'm trying to conquer where I live. I just want to conquer and make everyone know that I'm the one who puts boxing on the map. Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou on March 8th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Here in the USA, in the National Football League playoffs, the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers both posted victories Monday night. The AP's Dave Ferry reports. Neither snow, nor snow, nor more snow would stop the Buffalo Bills from making their appointed rounds. Gene Battaglia saw them knock off the Steelers. Bills quarterback Josh Allen threw for three touchdown passes. He also had a 52-yard run for a score as the Bills outlasted the Pittsburgh Steelers 31-17. to With a heavy snow in western New York this weekend, Bills head coach Sean McDermott was pleased everything came off okay. I was glad that we didn't have to move locations. I was started to get a little bit worried about that. Um, you know, you play all season long to earn a home playoff game, and um, not only for our sake, but for our fans' sake. Allen says he continued to see daylight during his 52-yard scoring run. It was third and long. They played man. Um, didn't have a great man call on. So I decided to try to find a lane and uh, got, I don't know, 15, 20 yards downfield. And, you know, there's the, the a lot of guys screaming slide and didn't slide and scored. So. It worked out that time. Meanwhile, Steelers defensive tackle Cam Hayward says he hates the sudden end of the season. It stings, um, you know, to be out of the playoffs, to not have a chance to, to continue to move on. Um, and, man, I'm not ready to give that up. The Buccaneers have reached the NFC Divisional Round with a 32-9 win over the sputtering Eagles. Baker Mayfield was 22 of 36 for 337 yards, three touchdowns and no turnovers. We should have had a lot more points on offense, but uh, we did just enough to get the win tonight. And, um, yeah, we're, we're happy, but 
Still got more to go. Chris Godwin, David Moore, and Trey Palmer grabbed the scoring passes, and Kate Otten had eight receptions for 89 yards. The Bucks gained 426 total yards and held the Eagles to 275. Philadelphia was shut out after Jalen Hurts connected with Dallas Goddard for a five-yard TD late in the first half. The Eagles dropped six of their last seven games after a 10-1 start. Mayfield says his secondary receivers came up big while the Eagles were paying more attention to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They were running a couple coverages where they were double-teaming Mike and Chris at the same time, so uh, those guys had a lot of one-on-ones and, and took advantage of their opportunities, but um, yeah, they, they played amazing. Obviously, the pretty simple plays that they did the rest, so it's always good as a quarterback just to be able to give it to them, uh, an easy throw, and, and they... Do the rest, so uh, happy for those guys. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni now has decisions to make following the team's late-season meltdown. We're in a in a big slide, and, you know, uh, anytime, anytime that's the case, I always look at myself first, and I didn't do a good enough job. And, and obviously we lost five of the last six and lost today. Uh, and, and it's almost like you, you couldn't get out of the rut we we couldn't get out the rut we're in and that's and that's all of us the divisional round begins on saturday with the ravens hosting the texans followed by the 49ers and visiting packers saturday night the lions host the bucks on sunday afternoon followed by the bills and chiefs i'm dave ferry thanks dave finally another afcon result from ivory coast burkina faso edge mauritania tuesday 1-0 on a penalty shot in injury time from Bertrand Traore, the stallions of Burkina Faso galloping to victory at the Africa Cup of Nations in Ivory Coast. And that wraps up the January 16th edition of the show. Thanks to producer Nabil Biagio. Thanks also to engineer Audrius Regis. And thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.